Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning and welcome to Leading Off with True Blue LA. This is Eric Steven. It is Wednesday, June 15th. Um, you know, given the date and that we're going to talk a little more about Walker Bueller's injury today, um, I was thinking this could be the Ides of June, but it got me to thinking, I don't, I've never really thought of Ides uh, in any other month than March. Um, you know, we've all grown up hearing about Julius Caesar dying on uh, March 15th, uh, and, you know, the phrase, beware the Ides of March. Um, but does it exist in other months? Apparently it does. Um, the ancient Roman calendar, uh, I looked up the, uh, well, it, it had it in multiple places, but just the, the Wikipedia summary is is, is uh, concise enough. Um, the Ides fell on the 15th uh, for four different months, March, May, July, and October. But in other months, the Ides was uh, on the 13th, uh, so today isn't really the Ides of June, but it's still time to beware, uh, because we're talking about uh, Walker Bueller potentially missing you know, three-ish months um, with his, uh, what he clarified on Tuesday as a grade two flexor strain in his right elbow. Now, the good news, uh, I guess, over the weekend, which we sort of talked about on uh, Monday's episode here uh, is that, you know, he didn't, the MRI didn't show a tear of the UCL, so he doesn't need Tommy John surgery, but it's always like the worry because, you know, he's had Tommy John surgery before. He, he went elbow discomfort, forearm strain, flexor tendon, like all sort of related, and you think, you know, eventually, is he going to need Tommy John or something like that? We'll see. But uh, still sort of the same, but on Tuesday, he also uh, said, um, that he had uh, arthroscopic surgery on his elbow Monday to have bone spurs removed. So uh, the, the first takeaway from this is that um, it doesn't affect like his timeline. We knew uh, from over the weekend that Walker Bueller wasn't going to throw for at least six weeks, maybe eight weeks, but around the six-week mark, you know, they might do some more testing just to see where his, his elbow is at. Um, so... The return to the majors, uh, what Bueller sort of mentioned today, uh, was or on Tuesday, excuse me, was 10 to 12 weeks to get back to the majors. That basically means the uh, best case scenario is like last week of August, 
um, and then the 12 weeks would be roughly the first full week of September. So that leaves time for, I don't know, four or five regular season starts to get ready for the playoffs. And again, this is seems like best case scenario. So from a roster planning standpoint, you don't really know. I'll link to the – I wrote about that on Tuesday. Um, the Dodgers are okay for now, like just getting through the like the all-star break basically. But it's pretty clear they have to add a pitcher at some point. Because, you, you know, what can you really count on? Like, they're expecting Dustin May back in the second half, or probably before Bueller, maybe. Um, but And they're expecting Bueller back, too. But, you know, can you count on it? Like, do you, is that your whole plan? Like, I think they're, you know, they'll err on the side of caution and, and probably add a starter at some point. But it's not like a festering wound as of this very moment. Uh, they, can, they have enough to sort of get through the next few weeks, um, at least till the All-Star break. So I think they're okay there. But what Bueller uh, mentioned on uh, Tuesday is that the timetable for the arthroscopic surgery on his elbow was essentially the same as the his art his timetable already, which again was ten to twelve weeks. So it didn't really change anything. He mentioned um, uh, getting the the bone spurs or something that's sort of bothered in the last two three years. Uh, he was probably going to have the surgery this coming off season anyway. Uh, Dave Roberts uh, told reporters um, on Tuesday that, you know, and Bueller mentioned this as well, but it was essentially like a joint decision. Like, Bueller makes the call, obviously, but uh, is his uh, medical staff, the team's medical staff, uh, Dr. Neil Alatrash, who performed the surgery, um, Bueller's reps, um, and then, you know, Dodgers front office, all that. They, they were kind of in lockstep on this, and that was the decision uh, they made. So, um, pretty aggressive, but uh, he sort of gets it out of the way now. Doesn't have to worry about it in the off season. So in theory, uh, if all goes well, he can have a relatively healthy off season in terms of not in in rehab mode at that point. But you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, this to me, like, sort of falls under the um, baseball players are always dealing with something. There, there's always something going on. Nobody's ever really a hundred percent. In my early writing days, I was I was certainly too flippant on many in many ways. Um, I'm I'm sure I was very quick to, um, you know, use the phrase "phantom DL" at the time. Uh, but in reality, there's like there's a legitimate, like usually a legitimate medical reason. I know it does seem there's certainly an amount of roster manipulation that goes into some of these like injury list moves. But at the same time, there, there's also a lot of, like, uh, aches and pains and, and legitimate, like, um, medical issues that are sort of going on as well. So uh, just don't be so quick to, you know, say someone's faking an injury. Not, not that that's the case in this scenario with Bueller. It's just, like, it just sort of goes to show that players are always dealing with something. So, you know, don't assume someone's hurt, like if they're slumping or something, but you know, you never, sometimes they're related, sometimes they're not. He was not, not pitching sort of up to his caliber this year. His fastball was down, um, for the last like year or so, uh, velocity wise and spin rate. Um, he was still like pitching. Okay. Like this year, he wasn't like falling off cliff, but, um, you know, I don't know if it's reassuring, uh, to have sort of a, an injury-related cause, you're like, well, at least that's that. Like, you know, maybe, who knows, but we'll we'll get to that. Like, I'm sure we'll have time to talk about that later this year. We've seen this sort of before with other injuries. Uh, Corey Seager was the first one that came to mind. 
He had Tommy John surgery on his uh, throwing elbow, his right elbow, in May of 2018. Missed the rest of the year. Um, while on rehab for that, he added arthroscopic surgery on his left hip that August. Um, you know, same sort of thing. Like he's already he's already rehabbing. Let's get this done and sort of taken care of. It was something that was bothering him uh, for for a minute. I had thought uh, Hyunjin Ryu had had a similar thing, but his was just a, uh, sort of a bad luck. Uh, pile, two injuries piled on top of each other. Uh, he had shoulder surgery in 2015. He came back and made one start in 2016. Then he had to go on the injured list again. He needed another surgery, uh, this one on his elbow, but that, it wasn't like during his rehab for shoulder surgery, so it was just two bad luck injuries in a row. And speaking of Ryu, uh, he got bad news Tuesday. He needs elbow surgery. He's going to miss the rest of the year. Um, it looks like from the from the reports I read, and I'll link to the Associated Press recap of this, but uh, they're not saying specifically whether it's Tommy John yet, but um, I believe the Blue Jays GM said on Tuesday that um, best case scenario is Ryu's not back till the second half of 2023. That's the last year of his four-year $80 million contract with the Blue Jays, so that's a real bummer for him. Um, but yeah, like, you know, it just sort of, this stuff kind of happens sometimes, but Getting back to Bueller for just a second, um, that means means his best case scenario again, having like a maybe a month to five weeks of the regular season to get ready for the playoffs. Um, next time he throws a baseball is essentially right around the trade deadline, which is August second this year. Now July thirty first um, fell on a weekend, and per the CBA, there's some leeway in terms of when Major League Baseball can make the trade deadline each year. There's like a five day window or something. I forget the exact dates, but. Yeah, August 2nd is a Tuesday. I don't know why they didn't just do the Monday, August 1st, but who knows? But August 2nd is the day this year for the trade deadline, and that's essentially the point where Bueller's going to probably throw a ball again or rough, roughly around there and perhaps get another uh, look at his elbow. So the Dodgers might have a little more clarity at that point in terms of will can we maybe get this guy back this year or not? And I think either way they probably need a starting pitcher, but Maybe the, the degree of urgency uh, goes up or down depending on the results of where he's at then. But yeah, that's just that's something to look uh, look for in about six weeks. Switching gears a little bit, I wanted to talk a little bit more about um, just sort of miscellany uh, stuff going on with the Dodgers. But before that, I wanted to mention, because I know it's a huge hit in the comments, at least, especially in the early mornings, um, I've kind of gotten off the Wordle train uh, recently. I think it just became too much. Uh, I still like doing it, like, occasionally, but it was, like, an obsession almost for me. Like, I would wake up in the morning or, like, if I even if I woke up in the middle of the night and it was after midnight, I would check my phone and, uh, oh, let's, let's do Wordle right now. But then it also became, like, um, not only Wordle, but all the sort of, a lot of offshoots. Uh, I did Dordle, which is two Wordles at the same time. Quartle, which is four. Octordle, which is eight. Setacordle was my favorite for a while, um, which is 16 at the same time. Um, you get 21 tries on there to, to get 16. It, it, it's not, it's, it's like more, it's more, it was more fun than Wordle. Um, and then, but then uh, about a month ago, I learned about uh, Duo Trigordal, <laughs> which is 32. And as you can see here, I have a problem. Um, so the last like week or so, like 
uh, I've sort of not gone to my phone for in the morning or whenever, and just I I it was it was kind of by accident. I, Wordle was the one like I made sure to sort of play every day. The others I'd go in and out of. I would usually play Duo Duo Trigordle. Maybe I don't. I shouldn't play it anymore because I can't say it. Um, but yeah, like I accidentally missed Wordle the other day because when I played it, I forget which day it was. It said I have a streak of one and I hadn't like missed any in a while in terms of like not gotten the word. So I was like, oh, I must have not played yesterday. Who? Oops. And then then I missed it another time uh, it, also in the last week. So I've kind of gotten off that train. However, it's not like I'm being more productive with my time or anything. I am certainly recording this podcast and things like that. But also uh, I've sort of my game, uh, my phone game time has been uh, eaten up by uh, Spelling Bee, which is on the on the New York Times uh, website or app. Uh, you get there's seven letters. Uh, one of them uh, you have to in- include in every single word. Um, you just make as many words as you can, at least four letters, and that has been an obsession. That is something where if I'm still awake past midnight, that that's when it resets. Um, I will grab the phone, and then next thing you know, it's 30 minutes later, and I'm frantically trying to, to add to my word total. Uh, it took me about a month, and I finally got Queen B status on, this was on Sunday, which is when you get, uh, when you guess all the available words, and I think there were like 40 of them. Um, I want to say it was P was the middle uh, letter, which had to be used in every single word, but uh, I had been chasing that. I didn't know. I asked on Twitter recently about, um, you know, is there a is is there an end to this? Because I usually go until I I can I try to get like genius level, which is the highest level, I guess, before Queen Bee, before getting all of them. But I didn't know if if there was something where am I just tilting, um, you know, at windmills here? Like, is there an end point? And I didn't know. And then people told me about Queen Bee, if you get them all. So uh, that's a bit what I've been sort of chasing. And I got it the other day and that I'm still getting a thrill out of Spelling Bee. So I'm going to probably play that for a while, but sort of off the world train. But uh, I, I still enjoy it when I play it, but just probably not going to be an everyday thing for me. Um, speaking of everyday things, I'm getting better at these segues. Um, last year, especially in the second half of the season and probably especially like in August and parts of September, the Dodgers basically had a transaction, at least one, like almost every day uh, for a good stretch there, especially when they were going through a bunch of the bullpen games uh, in August, and they were just sort of churning uh, relievers and pitchers back and forth. Um, so uh, this year it's going to be interesting to see how they sort of handle this because there's, there's some different rules. Uh, Michael Grove on uh, over the weekend, he was when Bueller went on the injured list on Saturday – Michael Grove had not been uh, optioned down for the requisite 15 days yet, but because he was replacing someone on the injured list, um, he got to come up early. They, they called Grove up, who was a starter, and who pitched twice for the Dodgers here, once as a starter, once in um, sort of mop-up relief in an inning. Um, and they called him up as like a just-in-case, break-in-case-of-glass in, in guy if they need a long reliever. Uh, this was they like they had Kershaw coming back Saturday, and they just sort of wanted coverage. Like if they had to go to someone to pitch like two, three innings or something like that, they could have turned to Grove. He wasn't used in either of the last two games in San Francisco, 
Uh, and then he was optioned on Monday. Uh, on Tuesday, the Dodgers called up uh, Reyes Moranta, a right-hander who's more of a traditional reliever and someone they'll, they're more likely to use like in an uh, in more of a relief setting, like in a perhaps in a in a game that that matters or like not matters is the wrong word, but like in a in a probably a higher leverage situation than Grove would be used in, especially in relief. Now Grove this year, he's the first op- Dodger to be optioned three times. Uh, since they started counting um, options on May 2nd this year per the new uh, collective bargaining agreement. Uh, teams can only option a player up to five times in one season. Uh, they, they relaxed the rule this year um, for the first month or so uh, to account for the fact that the lockout caused a late start to spring training. There was a shortened spring, so they had some, you know, a little more roster flexibility that first month or so. This was sort of a believe the players, uh, some players in the in the union were calling this a quality of life issue um, during negotiations. It was like, uh, you know, players were subject a lot to so many ups and downs to and from the minors. Uh, Mitch White last year with the Dodgers was optioned 10 times during the season. Edwin Uceta was optioned seven times during the season. Um, I think, if I, if I remember, I don't have it in front of me, but um, Darian Nunez, who's no longer... Uh, he's with the Giants now on a minor league deal. He had Tommy John surgery, but he, he wasn't even called up till August last year. And even he was optioned four times in the last two months. So yeah, it was a busy time for options. So this year, uh, once a player uses up the five options for the rest of the season, he's essentially in the same boat as like guys who don't have options that he'd have to be placed on waivers before getting sent to the minors. So it's, it's going to be something to watch, like, you know, maybe for more fungible guys, for lack of a better term, uh, maybe they'll use, be used more liberally. Because we've already seen the Dodgers this year, like um, uh, Carson Fulmer, they called up, uh, Robbie Erlin, um, called them up, uh, DFA'd them to send them down, and then they ended up staying in the organization. Uh, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens there. Um, other Dodgers who are, who are at two options so far this year are Justin Rule, left-hander, uh, and uh, Zach McKinstry and Ryan Pepio. So the I guess the thing to watch with that is um, a couple things. Uh, one, right now we're in a week where the Dodgers have three off days um, or in about an eight-day stretch. They, they were off Monday. They're off this coming Thursday. They're off next Monday. So they, they have a pretty good uh, – they can make do with whatever pitchers they have. They don't. They don't necessarily need to tax the staff because of the off days. But starting next Tuesday on uh, July or excuse me, June twenty first, they have twenty game days in a row. Um, that brings them uh, within a week of the All Star break. So, um, and then as of now, uh, rosters have a limit of fourteen pitchers. Um, and but next Monday, uh, it's supposed to go down to the usual thirteen pitcher limit. Now that's already been. Um, extended once this year and you know as long as like the players uh, and and the league agree to it they could certainly extend it again but if it goes down to 13 that puts a little bit of an extra crunch especially when the Dodgers are um, they're they're probably going to get Andrew Heaney back he he made a um, rehab start uh, with double a Tulsa um, on uh, Tuesday night and pitched five innings struck out nine uh the thought is he's going to be pitching with the Dodgers on Sunday, and he will round out the rotation. So they will have five starters, uh, Kershaw, Urias, Gonsolin, Tyler Anderson, and uh, Andrew Heaney. Um, and then it's just a matter of do they 
Are they going to call up uh, someone for a spot start or two uh, during that 20-game stretch, or, or how, how much do they ride those five pitchers? So that's something to watch, and like in doing so, like I think if you do a spot start, it helps you go a little longer with the starters, which doesn't tax the pen as much during the games, and we'll see what they do, but it's just something to watch. So we have an option tracker on the website, something for you to keep track of. Uh, but yeah, th- those are things to watch. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll get some more <laughs> Walker Bueller updates uh, later this week. But for now, uh, that's it. Thank you for listening, everybody, to Leading Off with True Blue LA, and we will see you tomorrow. <laughs>